Hello, Blackhawks fans, and welcome to another edition of the Four Feathers podcast. I am Ron Luce, joined by Tony Marchese. And Tony, uh, it's safe to say we are cracking them tonight uh, for one number 88, Mr. Patrick Kane. But before we get into it all, sir, how you doing right now amidst the news? I'll let the I'll let the crackum speak for itself, Ron. I'm I'm not I'm not well today, not well at all. I don't know how you're doing, uh, but uh, I'm I'm not well. That's for sure. I I am not well either, my friend. And I think we're still at this weird point where I'm a little numb yet. I'm a little numb yet. I I, I think I think that's going to be the beauty of this show because we can sit here and we can reflect. And then we're going to talk about it again on Friday as a part of the Four mm-hmm. Feathers Tank Center. And that'll be the first, that'll be post seeing him in a different jersey for the first time. That's, I think, when it's really going to hit for me. Um, but it's a very, it's a very somber day in the Chicagoland area for Chicago sports, really. Um, as uh, as Molly Haw on the Molly and Haw show, as they said, I, I saw a little clip. And uh, Patrick Kane has arguably been the best the biggest Chicago superstar arguably since Michael Jordan. And it it's going to be really, really, really weird seeing him in a different Jersey come Wednesday uh, when he suits up for the first time for the New York Rangers tone. But before we get into what tonight is all about, which is as our show title says here, one more showtime, a farewell to Patrick Kane. Uh, A quick announcing of the details of the trade in case anybody didn't see it. Uh, The Blackhawks are sending Patrick Kane with 50% of his salary retained to the New York Rangers. The Rangers are then exercising a little bit of help from the Arizona Coyotes to take half of that half that they're acquiring of his salary. Um, The Coyotes got a third round pick in 2025 out of uh, helping the uh, Rangers make this deal happen. Uh, As for the Blackhawks, a 2023 second round pick that's conditional, a 2023 fourth round pick. And there's a chance that second round pick can become a first round pick in either 2024 or 2025 if the Rangers win two playoff series in this upcoming postseason. Now that that's all aside, Tony, we're we're sitting here tonight celebrating 88 and what he meant to the Chicago Blackhawks town. We'll start right there. What did What did 88 mean to you in his Blackhawks tenure? Oh, I mean, pretty much close to everything, Ron. I mean, outside of Marion Hosa and the rest of the supporting cast, Jonathan Taves, Patrick Sharp, Duncan Keith, uh, Brent Seabright. I mean, the, the list just goes on and on. But I think at the center of all of it, it's really hard to imagine this team winning those cups and, and being as dominant without an elite goal scorer, and that's Patrick Kane. Um, you can take everything and, and, and wash away the cups, wash away – um, all the success that the Blackhawks had as an organization, Patrick Kane, the individual as a hockey player in and of himself is, you know, just, it was a reason to go out and watch Blackhawks hockey. It was a reason to tune in, um, you know, even down uh, the last couple of years uh, it's really been just Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane as everybody else from this core is sort of dissipated, but he, he kept everything interesting up until the end. And as you saw just over the past couple of weeks here, Ron, He's still a hell of a hockey player, and he's still got a lot of life left in him, um, hockey life, that is. And, you know, it's just – it's sad. It's really sad to see him go. 
Um, you know, we'll talk about it, some of the reasons why, and, and we'll we'll try and justify it. But today hurts. If you're a Chicago Blackhawks fan, today is is a gut punch, and it it is the end of an era. Obviously, Jonathan Taves still remains with this uh, Chicago Blackhawks franchise, but for all intents and purposes, the Blackhawks that you grew up knowing, um, if you were a fan during this uh, this time, newer fan before. Um, they had won some cups and maybe you jumped in along the ride, but the Blackhawks that you grew up with are, are no longer the same Chicago Blackhawks. And it hurts. It hurts a lot, Ron. I'm sad about it. I don't know about you. Yeah, I, I, I am also very sad. And I think uh, a lot of our uh, fellow Blackhawks fans here in the comments agree with us. Our friend, Mr. Patrick Bodeway, hashtag crack him early for 88. And our boy, I am Skokes with the just crying emoji. I think, Puts it properly, Tone, because like you said, and, and this was something that I was explaining to my girlfriend earlier uh, because she texted me once the news broke and she said, how you feeling? And I said, you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm numb. I'm truly numb right now. And I think the reason for it is because, you know, I'll, I'll admit my, my hockey path as a fan in Chicago is probably a little different than, than most. Um, you know, a lot of fans either, like you said, kind of picked up along the way during those cup runs or were lifers, right? Remember the days of shooting a cannonball through the UC in 2002 and not being able to hit a single soul. I kind of fell right in between that. Um, you know, I, I was never the biggest hockey fan as a kid. Football was always my first love. Baseball was, was probably right there as well. And I really got into hockey because the Blackhawks were back on TV. They were they were had games on WGN that first year after after Papa Wurtz died, and my my dad and my older brother both were like, "Hey, sit down, watch a game with us." And I was like, "I will." And all of a sudden, I found myself getting interested, and I remember kind of riding that that near playoff berth in that first season under Dennis Savard with two rookies named Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves. And that's where my hockey fandom started. So for me, this is not just the end of an era. This is the end of my fandom that I've known to this point in my life because in my brain, you know, there's been different eras for the, the Chicago Bears, right? We went from the Lovey Smith era to, you know, the, the 2018 team and, and everything in between with the Cubs. You know, we, we went from the Lou Pinella days and then took us back to the Joe Madden and winning the, the World Series and then that core moving on and, and what it looks like now. The Bulls going through the similar transition, right, from, from Derrick Rose to Zach Levine. As long as I have called myself a Chicago Blackhawks fan, Tony, 88-19 and 19 is synonymous with Blackhawks hockey. And to your point, one stands in Jonathan Taves, but for all intents and purposes, we don't know if he's ever going to take the ice again in his NHL career because of what's going on with his health right now. You posted a picture on Twitter just, just a, a handful of days ago, and it was the five right before the anthem. And you could tell at the exact moment when they're standing on the blue line. And it's Duncan Keith, and it's Brent Seabrook, and it's Patrick Sharp, and it's Jonathan Taves, and it's Patrick Kane. And that might be gone. It is gone forever. It, it's gone. It is gone, Ron. It's. And I don't. I don't even want to accept it, Tony. I, I think that's where to, we're at. We're at I denial. I know, I know you don't want to accept it, and Ron. It's interesting because 
I think my Blackhawks fandom dates back into, uh, you know, the first, uh, you know, era with uh, Chris Chelios, Tony Amante. You know, there was uh, some of that rolling around in through, you know, the Eric Daze days and, uh, you know, the good times, but never really the same where it really picked off. And obviously um, I was at the right age for this. Um, They won their first cup uh, right when I was around 20 years old. And then, you know, I got two cups post uh, my 21st birthday. And, you know, those were just incredible times in in my early 20s uh, to be able to celebrate these things, these championships that just felt like they were going to happen every single year. Um, obviously, 2014 hurts. It should be there. We'll, we'll always uh, have that, uh, you know, to look back to and, and think of what could have been three in a row. But, I mean, this was really the first dynasty um, that, that I've ever witnessed. And I, I think that's exactly what it was. It was a, it was a period of time where the Blackhawks, you expected them to win a championship every single time, uh, they took the ice to start the season. And, you know, I still remember uh, P Bodes is in here making a comment on Kraken early for 88. I remember cracking them, uh, for 88, uh, before cracking them for 88 was legal for, for, <laughs> for Pat Bodeway and I, uh, back, uh, quite a long time ago, but, it, uh, it feels like it was yesterday that we were sitting, you know, at his house uh, watching that team in 09 uh, go into the playoffs and, and get the exit from Detroit. And you just thought, OK, they're going to take their next step. Um, you know, they they rose to success in a very in a very, you know, in almost the perfect manner. Ron, you got your first early tastes of success. They reached the pinnacle. And unfortunately, where we find ourselves right now, Ron, is we're at the end of that. We're at the absolute end of that era. And it's sort of it's sort of surreal because they gave you all the warning signs. They gave you every single warning sign that you needed over the past couple of years, almost to the point where Kyle Davidson looked at every single Blackhawks fan straight in the eye and said, we are going to tear this thing down. I don't know if Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves are going to be part of this. Now, I believe that they should. I believe that they would have. I mean, just a year ago, you had Patrick Kane saying that, you know, it'd be nice to play his entire career in in one single uniform. But I wonder where some of this stuff went wrong. Um, We got P-Bodes in here again. The trade was just officially announced. Uh, So, yeah, we're live on air. I said I didn't want it to be officially announced while I was live on air. But uh, I think that we've had enough warnings uh, for this to happen. and sort of handle it. I'm, I'm choking up a little bit here, just thinking about the fact that it is officially official right now. But Ron, it, it's it's felt like a bad breakup all week. I don't know about you. It's sort of like, you know, we were told that we were being broken up with. And and right now it's sort of just Patrick Kane like grabbing his things and coming back over. And, you know, you're, you're handing a box of all of their stuff and he's about to take it to New York. And that's that's really sad for me. I, I don't know what uh, what are you thinking right now, man. This is it's just hard. It is hard. And uh, just quickly before I answer your question here, Tone, uh, the official trade um, is as follows: According to Scott Powers, the Blackhawks are sending Patrick Kane and Cooper Zek to the Rangers for a conditional second round pick, a fourth round pick, and Andy Walensky. The Blackhawks also receive Vili. So, oh boy, Sarah Sar Harvey from the Arizona Coyotes. So um, they're getting uh, a prospect, a defenseman, as uh, Peabody announces here in the comments. 
as well as Walensky in the trade, albeit in three years, two years. Hell, it might even be in 30 minutes, depending on how fast this beer goes down. I, I'm not going to give a shit. This is gross. You've already got the New York names. Rangers. You already got the New I, York no, Rangers. I saw it. The show. I saw like, it. I feel like we should have like trademarked the showtime to stay here in Chicago. One more one more showtime. Farewell, Patrick Kane, name of the episode. This is just, Ron, honestly, it's fucking disgusting looking down at my phone and seeing this. I want to throw up. I, I physically I, want to throw up right now. This is I'm right there with you, Tone. I am. I really bro. am. I, the only thing I can even pretend to tell myself, Tony, to try and make it through the day without shedding a tear or without vomiting, as you have clearly noted here, um, is the fact I'm just telling myself he's wearing a USA uniform for the rest of the season because that's about the closest thing to it uh, that is in the NHL. Um, but it is. It, it was something I think a lot of fans, Tone, never expected we would see. Things are shaping up in a way that we'll probably never see Jonathan Taves in a different uniform ever again. And I mean, I, I feel like that's okay, Ron. Like, if he retires, I'll have some, you know, the same way that Marion Hosa kind of went out. Obviously, you want a proper goodbye. But it, it it sucks to see Patrick Kane do this. It sucks to see him go. Granted, I, I want nothing but the best for Patrick Kane as as somebody who's watched him play hockey for so long. You know, you want to see him go out on top, and obviously it sucks that the Blackhawks are in this situation. Uh, Kaner just actually dropped a uh, a tweet. Um, yep. I'll read this here. Um, you know, he, he dropped it in the, uh, the Chicago. There are simply no words to express my family's love and appreciation for the Blackhawks organization, my teammates, the city, and the greatest fans in the world welcoming me here since being drafted in 2007. Thank you for giving me a chance and supporting me like your own through 1,297 games played in the most iconic sweater, including three Stanley Cups and thousands of memories to last a lifetime. I'm, I'm, man, I'm broken up over this. This is, that was really hard <laughs> for me to read. And I, I hope I did the Chicago some justice. I, I would say you did it plenty of justice, Talon. And I, I think it's, it's going to be weird. Uh, the You know, the next couple of days are, are going to be like just a grieving period, I think, for Blackhawks fans. Because, again, this this goes beyond a player spending an entirety of his career with a team. Uh, it goes beyond, you know, being the face of a franchise because of the success and the memories that were created because of this run with Patrick Kane in Chicago. Like you said, it's the modern era dynasty of the NHL, and it really is. There was not a team that saw the same level of success as the Blackhawks did in that long of a period of time consistently. And a lot of that was driven by a pair of engines that wore 88-19. They were the drivers. They were the ones that were you know, bringing the ship with them all the whole way. And now here we sit having to watch him not only depart, but as you mentioned, watching another team get excited about the fact that he joins their team. And as, as you very well noted, uh, makes me want to vomit at the thought of it. Um, you know, it'll be cool to see him and Breadman back together. I, I hope that they make a Do lot of Do you really highlights. care? Like, are those real words? Like, right now, yes, Ron, like, are they, they are. real words? Because I feel like they sort of ring hollow when I say them. Like, oh, this is cool. Patrick Kane's going to get back with our Tammy Panay. That should have been our shit. That should it should have been. You're shit. right. That should be our shit. 
And Stan Bowman is the reason why it's not. And it fucking sucks, Ron. It sucks. And that's why everybody who's out there right now, like, oh, great, go win your next. They could have won more here. They could have. And it was systematically dismantled by an incompetent front office. And let's just, like you like to say, Ron, let's call some spades a spade. And this is this is the most unideal scenario as a Blackhawks fan. 100%. And I see a lot of people getting upset about Kyle Davidson for this. And Kyle Davidson was the one that got left with this situation that was created by his predecessor, as you noted here in Stan Bowman. Stan Bowman didn't know how to properly manage a cap. He didn't know how to draft. He didn't know how to develop, as we clearly saw with Kirby Doc. And I'm getting mad online right now as, as we continue <laughs> down this path. It's getting bad. <laughs> and, but it it's true. It really is true. And I, I think, it, you know, it, it, if having sadness is going to be there, having just being upset at seeing Kane in another uniform is certainly all valid thoughts. But any anger toward anybody in this situation has to be directed at the previous regime. For like you say, not managing the really the, the last five years of the Kane and Taves era properly. And you can make the argument that it, it went beyond that. We could we could stretch this thing all the way back to that year when they lost in the first round to St. Louis in seven. Like that team should have been a hell of a lot better than it was. You know, the team the year after when they got swept by Nashville in the playoffs should have been a hell of a lot better than it was. And then rather than trying to maybe develop some of those players that were young at that time, guys like Ryan Hartman, guys like Vinny Hinostroza, any of those names, traded rather just traded them, gave up on them, sent them off for what middling players that Stan Bowman was betting on. We watched Stan Bowman time and time again, trade away top assets and prospects for what recycled goods, former first round picks from a certain draft year, because God forbid we knew he was obsessed with the 2017 draft. Like, they mismanaged the end of this era. And I think that's what, honestly, Tone, like you said, makes this even more painful. Because rather than being competitive all the way to the end, the last five years, Kane and Taves have had to skate with a team that has finished no better than sixth in in their own division because of the incompetency of the past regime. And now Patrick Kane moves on to go play in the Big Apple instead of in the Windy City. It's gross. It's gross. And, you know, you had to sit there through the whole Jeremy Cowlton experience and, you know, just incompetency all around from the organization to really ruin what could have been at least one more run at this. But it was never fully baked, right? It was all just half-baked plans to try and get back there. I think you put it very well. Um we had an obsession with the, <laughs> what was it, the 2017 draft, Ron? It just, I don't know. It makes me angry. It makes me upset that uh, there never really was the proper send-off for these guys. And not that you're going to get a storybook ending with everyone, right? It, that doesn't happen. But down to the fact that Kaner rips a, a slapper past the goalie in the final seconds of his last time on the ice in Chicago and then, you know, misses the shootout shot and, you know, what was it? Tyler Johnson gets the the first star. Like no goodbye there. Everybody knew the trade was happening. It was sort of in the back of your mind because the reports were starting to come out like that day. So the fact that there was never really a way to say goodbye, we're getting it in tweet form. Fine. I think all players are going to do that. But this 
this is a bad breakup, man. And it, it, the way that some of these things are worded makes it makes me sort of wonder if there is going to be a reunion at the end of this thing. I don't think there is. It just feels way too final right now, especially with the, you know, we'll have memories forever. If, if Kane thought about, you know, potentially returning, you could have dropped me at least one hint, like a, maybe a see you soon or something like that would have yeah. been nice. But the way this is worded, the way this all went down and the way that, you just saw Patrick Kane's body language over the past couple of years, even through Jeremy Colleton times. Uh, it seemed like there was growing disinterest from him and, in, in, you know, this rebuild plan um, when everything else went through and how, how they've just sort of marketed around all of this for the past year. I, I don't know, man. I, I, there's not much to hang your hat on there to think about unions at the moment. Yeah. It, it, and that was, I'm glad you brought that up, Tony, because that was something that I was trying to tell myself during this last week, right? When these reports really started to surface and, and, and we all knew it was inevitable. I, I tried to tell myself, right, that there's a chance, there's a chance. But then, like you said, as every day grew further, I was like, but is there really a chance? Is he really going to want to come back and be a part of a rebuild at the end of his career? Probably not. Right. Like, it really, this really probably is the finality of it all. Like this is, this is more than likely it. Kane is gone. He's no longer a Blackhawk. And once 19 potentially retires in the off season, that's it. That, that, that era is officially, officially closed. Just completely ended. That's that's the that's the the end at the you know in script at the end of the book, we can close it, put it back on the shelf, and you can just you look at it and you admire it, right? It's all it is now, and that sucks. That really sucks. Yeah, and we're just sitting here at the at the bar, you know, talking about this like it's a it's a bad breakup, and that's sort of what it feels like. Yeah, sort of what it, sort of what it feels like, and I think that uh, for all intents and purposes here, Ronald. Um, this sucks. This sucks a lot. Uh, new article just dropped over at ontapsportsnet.com. Uh, the greatest Blackhawk ever farewell Patrick Kane written by, uh, Mr. Patrick Comiskey, who does an excellent job on, you know, penning these long form columns about the Blackhawks dynasty era. Um, I encourage everybody who's listening to this to go give that a read over at ontapsportsnet.com, head over to the Blackhawk section, you can find that there uh, that just was released a couple of minutes ago. I've taken a quick sneak peek at the article already. And uh, we'll say uh, might want to bring some tissues uh, to that one. Uh, if you're going to check that out um, once again, Pat Kaminsky does an excellent job over on that uh, side of the house. Ron tap sports Net wanted to shout that article out real quick, Ron, I'll turn it back to you for a second here. Cause I'm going to need another beer to get through the rest of the show. <laughs> that's completely fair tone and yeah I, um we'll we'll second that endorsement uh mr comiskey does a fantastic job uh with those long form articles uh for us here at on tap so once again on tap sportsnet.com in the blackhawks section but you can also find that on the socials at on tap sportsnet um that'll also be tweeted from the four feathers pod account at four feathers pod on twitter as well the tone it it, like I said, I don't think it's completely hit yet, and I'm almost I'm almost nervous for when it does completely hit. And to your point, because 
that's when the real emotion's going to come. It hit me when I saw like a day or two ago the guy in MSG wearing the Kane Reebok jersey that he repurposed for himself like two days before the trade was announced. I know a bunch of accounts picked that up yesterday uh, and ran that uh, little video, but that's been circulating around the internet for a couple of days. And I was just thinking to myself, why, 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 why all this? Why do New York Rangers fans get to just basically have Patrick Kane as their rental without really giving up much? I know we can talk about the draft capital. We made our jokes. I like victory beers. GM Ron likes draft picks. You're the one who who doesn't know what an era without Patrick Kane looks like. I can tell you that things can be really dark. They can get really dark really fast. Um, and you know what, Ron? For the, for the whole entire uh, season, I thought that attendance was going to be far lower. I thought that this was going to be a very dark season. One of the reasons I think that UC was still sort of popping, and we'll see what happens here throughout the rest of the season, but you had Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane still skating in, in Blackhawk uniforms, and I think that there's a large contingency of Blackhawks fans who came out to support those guys. Um, I'm scared about this getting very dark over the next portion of this rebuild. Um, the Hawks had everything that they could have ever needed, and they've systematically done everything wrong to dismantle uh, you know, what was – the best organization, not only in Chicago, but at one time was rated the, the best organization in all of sports um, through scandals, through not putting together a competent team on the ice to support two of the greatest franchise players in history to hiring Jeremy Colleton to be the, the, the guy um, they've, they've just started to turn this around, but I'm worried Ron, I'm worried as a Blackhawks fan that all the traction that this team had and all of the ability to draw in new fans, the ability to influence youth hockey in the Chicagoland area. I mean, there's a development that's going to be you know, built just right down the street from me across from the, the Bow Dome um, out in Lockport with uh, you know, a, a full NHL-sized training center. They're putting the world's largest hockey stick out there where did that come from? Why is the Chicagoland area a hotbed for hockey? Patrick Kane, Jonathan Taves, three Stanley cups and the best supporting cast around them that you can ever wish for. There's a reason why so many people and young kids picked up hockey in this area. It's, it's because of them. And now we're sitting here like, are we entering the dark ages again? Do we have the ability to draft and develop and put a good product on the ice? Who, who is the guy that you're going to the United Center to see when this starts next, when the hockey season starts next year? Talking to you yesterday about potential free agents. It's not a great free agent class. You no longer have Patrick Kane here. Jonathan Taves might be gone. Who is the face of hockey in Chicago now? Because I'd argue that there is none, and that's bad for the Hawks, and it's bad for the sport. It's bad for the NHL. It's bad for everybody involved. Yeah, it really is, especially when an original six team uh, struggles. You can definitely see it more so than than in some other markets around the NHL and how much it impacts the game of hockey as a whole. And Tone, I, I think I think what this kind of reflection period now that us Blackhawks fans are going to go through with K Patrick Kane's departure, I think truly 
gives us the insight to how truly incredible those teams were because we had never seen anything probably close to that in the history of this team. There was teams that had talent. Don't get me wrong. The Holland Makita days, plenty of talent on those teams. They won a cup in that era. You know, the nineties teams with Ronick and Chelios and all those guys, they had, they had talent, right? But there was not a team or set of teams built the way the Hawks were from 2010 to 2015. There just wasn't. Up and down the lineup. You have Hall of Famers up and down the lineup. You have arguably a Hall of Famer and goal for majority of that run in Corey Crawford. That team, it, as a whole, is going to be one of the greatest sports teams we ever see, let alone in our own city. And it, it just... It sucks having to kind of bid that farewell with 88 moving on and 19 likely on the way out as well because, like, you of everything we, we said, right? It's just, like you said, Tone, I, I don't think there's a movement that I can pinpoint in any sport, in any given city, the way the Blackhawks influenced the Chicagoland area. You're starting to see so many names in, you know, upper level hockey now who, you know, wouldn't have been there if it wasn't for these teams being great out of Chicago, right? We would have never seen an influx of talent. Yeah. And as, as Jim says here in the comments, the 2010 to 15 teams ran four lines deep and rolled three defensive pairings unless you're the 2015 Stanley Cup run where they just rolled four defensemen, but that's okay because those four were elite and you could make the argument that three of them could be, two of them for sure are Hall of Famers and the third could arguably be in the conversation as well. It's just, now is the time where we can sit here and reflect and this is where you tell your kids or your grandkids or whomever that you got to witness the greatest era in Blackhawks hockey. And again, as somebody who has only ever known this era of Blackhawks hockey, seeing 88 on the way out uh, is, is, is making me choke up. So, <laughs> you know, it's, it, it's just, it's not fun. It's not fun sitting here having to talk about it. It's not fun knowing he's going to wear red, white, and blue tomorrow night when they play the Flyers on Wednesday. It's just, it's not fun knowing that it's over. And there is no certainty that we will see a contender anytime in the near future because we're breaking on a lot of what ifs from here on out. Oh, way too many. Way too many. And the only, the only what if now that's going to bring us any kind of joy is when talking about what if Nick Letty's shin pad wasn't there and the Hawks won three in a row. You know, I just want to get excited for Lucas Reichel and, and other things like that, Ron. But, you know, we've, we've seen this story before. We, we've we've gone down this path. It's been a while since the Hawks have really developed a, a, a star player at the NHL level. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know where to, where to go from here. I know that sounds doom and gloom. Uh, but I think for the most part, it's it's nice that they have a direction. I just hate that it came at the expense of, you know, Kane choosing to to leave here. And it's it's again, it's a hundred percent his choice, and they had to do right by him. Uh, I'm, I'm fully understanding of that. 
it sucks the circumstances that led us down this path and rebuilds hurt. You just went through one on the North side. I just went through one on the South side with their baseball teams. Sometimes they work. Sometimes they don't. I was bought in hard with the White Sox rebuild. Still, you know, hanging on, but championships, Stanley Cups, in any sport are not guaranteed. It's going to be really hard for the rest of my life to sit there with that as the, I mean, really the, the goal. I want three cups in five years every single time we reach the top. Like that's, otherwise you're not as good of a team as that team was. And it, it's, it sucks to sit here and say, Ron, because I think we're fairly, you know, middle-aged young guys that we could be in our 60s, 70s at some point and never witness that again. It, it makes you sort of sit back and appreciate the fact that we had that. Um, and goodbyes are hard. Goodbyes are very hard. I hate every second of, of this and, and, and being on here, even talking about this as a subject. We never got to discuss Stanley Cup victories on this show. We started in what, 2019, 2018, Four Feathers podcast? 2018. 2018. We didn't get to we didn't get to talk about the fun playoff wins. We didn't get to talk about uh outside of the, the one series with the Oilers. We we didn't really get to talk about series wins. So it's it's hard, man. It's it's really hard to look back at that, look about you know what we've got on tap for the Chicago Blackhawks in the next three, four years and see light at the end of the tunnel. These are the darkest days. These are going to be dark days going forward, and it sucks to sit here and, and, and think about that. Absolutely, Tony, and I'll tell you what, my friend, I don't think I could have put it in, put have put it any better myself. Um, you nailed it on the head. There's a lot of lot of what ifs from here on out, and uh, we'll we'll sit here and, and we'll appreciate uh, all the good that was, um, and a lot of that was brought from one number eighty eight, uh, Patrick Kane, and. Uh, Maybe the next time we see him at the United Center uh, in a Blackhawks uniform again is when they're raising his number to the rafters to join Mary and Hosa and company up there uh, here in the, the next maybe 10 years or whenever it is he decides to call of the career because, as you mentioned, he still has plenty of plenty of hockey life in him. Um, he'll surely play at least one more contract after this one. And, uh, you know, it'll be it'll be fun to see him back when, when 88 eventually goes up into the rafters at the United Center tone. Not soon enough, Ron. I, I don't think you should play for anybody else. That's just my personal opinion. Uh, <laughs> but here we are nonetheless. It's going to happen tomorrow, and I'm going to have to live with it and live with the highlights and, and everything else that is you know, Patrick Kane moving on from the Chicago Blackhawks. Ron, before we get out of here, we've got Blackhawks hockey coming up uh, in just about a half an hour. Um, thank you to everybody who's still sticking with us um, and yep. whoever sticks with us past the uh, the break here. I'm sure that there's going to be some pregame coverage over on NBC Sports Chicago on this uh, this fine Patrick Kane is traded from the Blackhawks day. If you can call it that, I won't. Um, but Ron, let's uh, let's just sort of recap back and, and then talk about uh, what we've got going on for the rest of the week here as uh, the Chicago Blackhawks get dismantled in front of our eyes. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, the rest of the week, uh, we personally here at the Four Feathers podcast will be back with everybody all day long on Friday. Uh, we are still going through with Four Feathers Take Center, even though the NHL is doing their damnedest to have absolutely no trades for us to talk about on Friday. Uh, but we will be back all day long with plenty of content and coverage 
about the Blackhawks, about the NHL probably as a whole, um, and probably a bunch of other shenanigans knowing uh, the Four Feathers crew. Uh, so we we'll hope you'll join us for that. We'll be on all the socials all day long, so be sure to follow, be following along with us over at ONTAP Sportsnet and the Four Feathers Pod, as well as our own personal accounts at Nani Johnny, at Tony ONTAP, myself at Luis ONTAP, uh, for all the fun there. And as for the Blackhawks, um, for the pretty much the next week, as you noted, Tone, they are in action tonight. First time at Mullet Arena, uh, taking on the Arizona Coyotes out in Arizona. Uh, that'll be an 8 o'clock start here in the Chicagoland area for those that are watching with us live. That's about 32 minutes away as I speak. Uh, then the Blackhawks are home for a little three-game home stand uh, that starts with a 7.30 start on Thursday night against the Dallas Stars. Um, the Nashville Predators, the Nasty Mustard Cats, will come to town on Saturday the 4th at a 7 o'clock start there. Uh, and then on Monday, March 6th, it will be the Ottawa Senators paying a visit at 8 o'clock Central Time. Uh, I have that one circled on my calendar, as I'm sure a lot of fans do, because that'll be the first time uh, one number 12, Alex Dabrinkit, makes his first return to the United Center after being dealt at the NHL draft this past year. Um, That's far too many of these names. We have. We have. There's been a lot of them. There's been a lot of them, and that's just another one on the long list. Um, so I will probably be trying to get out to the United Center on March 6th uh, to welcome Alex to bring it back and, and try to find some shed of hope watching Blackhawks hockey the rest of the season because, uh, as you noted, Tone, and as we've noted on this entire show, uh, it's going to be vastly different watching the Chicago Blackhawks for the first time without number 88 uh, anywhere to be found in the organization, whether injured or or healthy. Uh, so Tony, uh, what do you say before we get out here? Any, any final, final, final thoughts for us on Mr. Number 88, Patrick Kane? Hey, I mean, uh, obviously uh, there's, there's so much to say uh, about Patrick Kane um, and his time spent in Chicago, just a phenomenal athlete to watch um, truly top of his craft hall of famer, um, greatest American born, uh, hockey player in, in history, um, greatest Blackhawk, uh, to ever take the ice, just, you know, phenomenal, phenomenal, uh, to just have the ability to watch him play hockey, uh, for the Chicago Blackhawks over, you know, the last decade more. So, um, it's just, it's bittersweet. Uh, hope he gets to, uh, go win another one before he hangs him up. But um, wish it was with the Blackhawks. Maybe there, maybe I'm reading too much into things. Maybe there'll be a reunion. Got to give people some hope, but overall just a really hard day um, in sports. Uh, obviously there's, there's been a lot of really hard days in sports and every, every single fandom um, has really hard days. This one just goes down as, is one of the hardest I would say it's somewhere near uh, when I heard Marion Hosa was going to retire. Um, and I'm just incredibly sad, but also honored to have had the uh, chance to watch him um, suit up for my favorite hockey team. So that's all I've really got to say, Ron. Uh, I'll toss it back over to you and uh, we'll close it up. Get on out of here. Yeah, Tony, I'm going to I'm going to share a little story, I, I think, is, is the best way to go out. Um my first ever memory uh, of going to a Chicago Blackhawks game was was an unforgettable one, and I think anybody that's been with us since day one is, has probably heard this story in some facet. Um, but went to a Blackhawks game. It was Halloween 2008. Nikolai Hobby Bulin was in the net. The Blackhawks were wearing those beautiful black uniforms that they used to have that they should absolutely bring back. I second uh, that. 
and they uh, they defeated the Dallas Stars five to two um, in the United Center on a beautiful day. And we had the honor, uh, myself, my older brother, and my dad, of going down to the locker room, uh, courtesy of then Blackhawk James Wisniewski, um, because my brother uh, is still to this day, but at the time was was home on leave from Iraq. Uh, he is a soldier. He is in the army, and uh, we we got to go down there as as a part of Wiz wanting to help out a soldier and. We got to we got into the locker room and and the last person going into the players lounge where the press can't go was one Patrick Kane and he gave a little snarky comment to Wiz and Wiz returned one right to him and we all shared a good laugh and then we got to go in there and we were talking to everybody and accidentally got to see his bare ass just perusing the taking it all in of of everything Jesus, yeah hey I, it, it was accidental I, I happened to just look over there and he just whoop. Towel went down and boom, twenty-year-old Patrick Kane's white ass right in my right in my my vision. But uh, just taking it all in, and and then we left. And um, I remember my dad being like, "Oh, like you know, we didn't get you any pictures." I was like, "No, it was my brother's night. We were there." And Wiz looked at me and he goes, "Who's one player if you could get an autograph from that you would want?" And I said, "Well, Patrick Kane." You didn't say James Wisniewski. Come on easy and he said all right give me your hat I, w- I bought the hat for that game it was my first ever blackhawks hat i bought Liz walked in the locker room and he walks out and there's a beautiful patrick kane signature on the side so my first ever chicago blackhawks signature came via the great number 88 patrick kane so it is a memory i will always treasure um and with us saying farewell to number 88 uh i think it was appropriate to uh to share that story as well uh, which was my earliest memories uh, of being a Blackhawks fan. And now, uh, you know, 16 years later, uh, looking back on what was at that time. It was a good run. We're, we're appreciative of everything that number 88 has done in the Indian head sweater. Um, and as we mentioned, we look forward to the day that 88 is in the rafters at the United Center because probably the most surefire thing in our lifetimes will be that 88 will never be worn again by anybody in the Chicago Blackhawks uniform. So, Tone, as always, want to remind everybody, follow us at Four Feathers Pod, uh, at ONTAP Sportsnet, follow the YouTube page, subscribe, hit the little bell so you know when we go live in the future. Uh, it was a tough one for us here today talking about Patrick Kane's departure. Uh, but, Tony, our loyalty and love for the Blackhawks runs through, and what do you say, my friend? We get out of here, and until next time, let's go Hawks. Let's go Hawks.